Welcome to the Gregory Dickow Podcast. Welcome, 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 everybody. Come on in. I'm going to just take a moment and greet you guys and welcome you. Thank God for you. I just bless you in Jesus' name. I bless every one of you tuning in and joining me right now. Wherever you're watching from, let me know where you're watching from. I want to stay connected with you. There's power in our connection. And everything in life right now is about connection, right? Everything, like all technology has to do with connection. Whenever there's a breakdown uh, in our technology, there's a breakdown in connection. That's the reason, right? So we should learn from that that connection is what God intends for us. He intends for us to be connected, to stay connected. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. There's power in our connection with each other. There's power in connection to our church family. There's power in connection with the body of Christ. Power, power. And I want to just put a plug in. We're about to step into some, some glory here on day 32 of our fast from wrong thinking. But I just want to mention to you that tomorrow, day 33 is the it's the granddaddy of them all, in my opinion, what we're going to get to tomorrow. So uh, those, those of you that have the book, the, it probably is the same. The book is probably going to be right along the same lines as whatever tomorrow is. But tomorrow, my point is, really make sure to focus in and get connected tomorrow to our thought, because it, it is my favorite one of all. But we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that in 24 hours, actually. But day 32, how could I recover from this loss? Well, this one is so important. How could I recover from this loss? We've all lost something. We all lost something in 2020. We, we might have lost money. We might have lost business. We might have lost relationships. We might have lost health. Whatever you've lost, maybe you lost an opportunity. Maybe you lost hope. And we're going to get it back. Now, for those of us that have lost loved ones, those that are though, our loved ones that knew Jesus are in heaven. And so we don't have to be concerned about losing loved ones, but we should make sure that we lead our loved ones to Jesus. Boy, that is more important than anything is, is winning souls. The most important parable that Jesus taught is the sheep that was lost. Remember when he taught about, well, the most important one when he was talking about the lost sheep, lost coin, lost sheep, and then the most important thing was the lost son. The point is, is that people are everything. Uh, what we, you know, our valuables, our possessions are important, but the, the end all be all is people. The people are the most important thing in this world. And God said to me during the pandemic, I think, we're really still in it in many ways, right? But, but we're walking through it, right? We're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We're not staying in the valley of shadow of death. We're walking through, Psalm 23 says. But God spoke to me. Uh, one of the things that really stood out to me was my people mean everything to me. That's what I believe God spoke to me. My people are everything to me. You're everything to him. You know that? You're the apple of God's eye. You, you mean the world to him. Why would he send his son for you if you didn't if he didn't value you you mean the world to him that's why he gave you the world that's why he gave you when he gave you Jesus that meant I'm giving you everything it's powerful so let's win our loved ones to the Lord and in fact Lord I just pray that for every person watching right now that 
every, lo every loved one that they have that is not saved. I pray for their salvation. I pray, Lord, that you'd send somebody across their path. I pray that you would send them the right word, the right message, the right person at the right time to open their eyes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they would discover your love and your, your plan of salvation. They would accept the glorious, beautiful Savior Jesus into their life. We pray for every family member to be saved. Every family member of everyone watching right now, everyone connected right now, we call forth their whole family salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, boy, there's nothing like winning souls, right? Now, whatever you've lost over the last year, last month, last week, whatever, last decade, I want this to permeate your thinking. God is the God of restoration. He is the God of restoration. He is the God who restores what's lost. Let this permeate your thinking. God is the restorer. He's the restorer. Joel 2.25 says, God says, I will restore to you the years that have been lost. God restores the years. He's going to restore time back to you. He's going to restore whatever has been ashes in your life, whatever's burned and turned into ashes. God's going to turn it into beauty. He's the restorer. He restores. He turns. He heals. He fixes things. And I want you to get a hold of that. Say that out loud. Say, God is the God of restoration. Say, my God is the God of restoration. Woo, that just feels good saying it. Just say it, speak it. I'm telling you, your, your words have the power to create the environment and the atmosphere that you desire, that God promised. Your words have power. Your words, death and life, are in the power of the tongue. We're speaking life, right? All right, next thing we need to do to recover from loss is we need to ditch the mentality of settling. We must refuse to settle. The 10 lepers would not settle for their leprosy. They cried out to Jesus. The woman with the demon-possessed daughter would not settle with her daughter's condition. She cried out to Jesus. Bartimaeus would not settle with blindness. He cried out to Jesus. He would not stop until he recovered his sight. Refuse to settle for things the way they are. Refuse to settle for things the way they are. Now, let me tell you something about the God of restoration. He is the God who will avenge you. We, don't, we need to realize that God wants us to go to him and ask him to avenge us. Not revenge, which means getting back at somebody, but avenge, which means fighting on your behalf to bring back to you what is rightfully yours. To avenge you means that, that that person avenges you, that person restores what's been lost. And I want you to know that God is your avenger. Luke chapter 18 says he will avenge you. He will avenge you if you go to him and ask him. And don't settle. And remember that all the promises of God are yes. So God has promised restoration. God said, I'll restore the years. Ask him. Say to him, Lord, you said in your word that you said yes to the promise of restoration. And I just say amen to that. This is very powerful when you start realizing that every promise that God made, the answer to any promise he made is yes. He already said yes. We should stop praying for things that we don't know are promises from God. 
we should just pray the promises of God. Somebody asked me, how should I pray? I said, pray the promises of God. Pray the promises of God. Turn the promise into a prayer. Lord, thank you that you promised that you would supply all my need according to riches and glory. I thank you for that. I ask you for that. I thank you for that. I receive it. He already said yes to it. So why would we ask for something we don't we're not sure he said yes to until we ask for everything he already said yes to. Boy, once you got everything he already said yes to, you'll probably find that you don't need anything that he didn't say yes to because everything he said yes to is more than enough for you. Everything he said yes to is more than enough for you. All right. You know what else we need to do is we need to prophesy. God has given you the gift to prophesy. Everybody can prophesy. All that means is speaking forth life, speaking God's word to prophesy, to utter forth, to speak forth like a gusher, the word of God. So prophesy like Ezekiel did. Say to these dry bones, live. The Lord says you live. The Lord didn't say to the dry bones, live. The Lord said to Ezekiel, tell the bones that the Lord said, you speak to the dry bones and tell them what I said. The Lord says to you, live. And the bones came together. It's so powerful, the promises of God. And whoever's peddling a, 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 a Christianity that is less than what you're hearing, don't listen to that stuff. Like, I'm not making this up. But we don't we need to stop looking for reasons why these promises aren't true. And we need to start believing that they are true. Start speaking them. And then I want you to expect to recover, expect recovery, expect restoration. All right. Say this out loud. Say, I will recover all that has been lost in my life. Say this. I expect restoration. I expect the restoration of relationships of Lost money restored, lost hope restored. Say that lost health restored. I speak restore to everything that's been taken from me in Jesus name. Well, like I said, tomorrow is going to be the granddaddy of them all because today was pretty awesome. This thought that God is going to restore you. So beautiful. Expect it. Believe it. Send me your story. GregoryDicka.com slash story. Read through the email. Declare it out loud. And I'll see you tomorrow.